Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shevska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! Well, looking at the watch on my wrist, and it's a Cartier today, kids. Um, It's noon, and it's news that you can use from YAA for November 2nd, 2021. How are you today, Zach? We've got SMG103 saying good afternoon from Boston. Karen's here from New Hampshire. Juan's here from Miami. I'm here in Bethesda, Maryland, and I'm doing pretty good, Pops. How about yourself? Good. I'm I'm doing well. I'm here at the Jersey Shore, and it's an overcast, miserable day outside, which is the reason that I broke out the uh, the old gangster uh, uh, cardigan, uh, the cardigan that launched the brand. Not old gangster. It's OG, OG original, the original gangster. That is the cardigan. No, I'm the old gangster. You might. Okay, I broke out the OG cardigan, the cardigan that launched YAA. Yeah, that's the cardigan from the Million View, What Happens to Unsold New Cars video that we have yes. Pops. Today, we're not going to talk about unsold new cars because there are no unsold new cars. Igor's here from Boston. Thanks for being here, Igor. Instead, all the cars are being sold. And so yes. one of the things is I did some research and I found some data on the cheapest and most expensive vehicles to maintain. So I thought we'd work walk through some of those numbers then we also had on the yaa community forum we had someone pose the question that i think a lot of people are asking themselves right now if they need to buy a car should i buy today or should i wait until 2022 so we'll answer that question back on the yaa community then we got some photos sent in to us from uh, Elmhurst Toyota outside of Chicago. So we'll look at some of those, talk about the inventory shortages a little bit more because a day doesn't go by where we can't talk about inventory shortages. And last but not least, Dad, for really, you've got to be kidding me. We've got a car chase that a teenager on TikTok did for fun, which inspires me to think that we should be doing some crazy stuff for the TikTok as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to talk about that one. We've got Juan here from New York saying good morning. We've got Jim here saying good morning from Chicagoland. Chris saying good morning from San Diego. Space in here from SoCal, South Florida. Dave on Facebook live tuning in saying happy Tuesday. This is awesome. It really is. It it It's a pleasure to be here. Why don't we dig into some of the numbers that you put together that, well, I'm having a hard time grasping. All right, gang. So back on the YAA website, I put up a post this morning, the cheapest and most expensive cars to maintain per year. Let me do a quick copy and dump this in the chat. Little inception action going on. Let's share topics. Here we go. If you want to play along at home, we also have the URL. It's you know just the cheapest, most expensive cars to maintain. We also have the Google Sheet where I put all of the data here as well. So as you're watching the video, if you want to play around with the data, um, you can do that here. So anyone can access this Google Sheet. So take a peek there. And essentially what we did, Dad, is there's a company out there. Uh, yes. It's called We Predict. And they're a big data company, and they work with all sorts of different providers. And they put together this data set of the cheapest and most expensive vehicles to maintain. Now, let's break this down. The data that we're going to be looking at here is talking about annually the cost for maintenance, unplanned repairs, 
service campaigns, diagnostics, software updates, and warranty and recall fixes. It does not include costs such as gasoline, collisions, insurance, and local and state inspections. Okay. Okay. So it it's measuring the cost to maintain a vehicle. Maintenance. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like maintenance, like oil changes, brake jobs, uh, things of that nature. New batteries. So what I did like is that. I, I took the 2020 model year. If you look at the full data set, you actually have 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017. But I took the 2020 model year and the cheapest car to maintain, Dad. Yes. The Mitsubishi Mirage costing an estimated from, we predict, $51 per year. The Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross at $59. Mitsubishi wait wait, wait a second. So the Mirage, the Mirage. Um, costs less than a dollar a week, according to these nice folks, to maintain that vehicle for uh, a full 12 months for yes. the 20 model year Mitsubishi Mirage. Now, just out of curiosity, um, how many miles a year are they expecting somebody to drive? Like 10 or 12 total? Or is it 12 to 15,000? Okay, so here's the deal. So they actually put their methodology. I've got it on the sheet right here. I'll, I'll make it bigger for you, Pops. Yeah, much, much this bigger. This table lists service and warranty costs compiled from actual service records. The report measures money spent by owners and manufacturers of vehicles from model years 2017 to 2020 after 12 months on the road covering more than 16 million vehicles across 356 models and more than $2 billion in service costs. Included in the calculations are maintenance, unplanned repairs, service campaigns, diagnostic software updates, everything we just listed, uh, costs such as gasoline, collisions, insurance, and local and state inspections are not included. So there you go, Dad. It's from it's a one-year snapshot for essentially the first year cost to own. Okay, so it doesn't it it doesn't say, gee, the following year the cost will be, should be on average X, or the year after that. It, so we don't. It's really not predictive as to what it might cost three years from now. But it is pretty interesting, right? You can see the Mirage for the data that they have from 2017 actually cost $74 in that first 12 months, $60 in 2019, and this 2020 cost $51. Yeah, it just that that just that just seems a tad light to me. Um, assuming that somebody drives 12 to 15,000 miles a year, which is uh, the average amount of miles driven per year in this country. Um, that would usually necessitate, well, two oil changes. Um, and well, two oil changes are going to add up to more than $51, uh, at least where I would go for an oil change, even if you just got like real oil as opposed to synthetic oil. I mean, what's an oil change today? $35, $40? So, you know, assuming you've had two oil changes, you're at 70 to 80 bucks, not, not 50. It's just 51 dollars to maintain anything. Hell, hell, it might cost more than $51 to maintain that scooter you don't even drive anymore. Um, <laughs> for a year, I mean, it's just, it's, I just find these numbers staggeringly hard to believe. Okay. I mean, that's just next me time. from having, next from time. having, yeah. 
okay a your internet is giving me a headache today b next time text me in the morning when you look at the show topics and say hey i don't know if i agree with this data before we're on with 100 plus people but that's tell fine me that you don't agree with the data well that, that's fine i mean you know it's it's it these people i mean obviously they you you mentioned all of the all of all of the two billion dollars worth of service that was spent and all the money. So I'm I'm sure their data must be good. I just I just I just think something's missing somewhere. Let's but, um but but truth be told, like if it's there. only for a 12 month period or the first 12 months of car ownership, then perhaps yeah, because you know, obviously you don't need a brake job in the first 12 months and you're not gonna need new tires in the first 12 months and, and name, your battery name should, a car pops. Name huh? a car, like uh, name a staple. Name a car on here. Let's find it on the list and let's see. Um, name a staple. Uh, Toyota Corolla. That's a staple. $138 in that first year. 2020, $138 in that first year. Does that resonate with you a bit more? It just, it just. Yeah, sure. It just seems a little light. That's all. I'm sorry. It just to me, your Mini Cooper seemed... Countryman, one hundred and forty-four dollars. Yeah. Oh wow! Look at look at a 2019. Yeah. Was there a recall on the 2019s? I I don't know. Yeah. Well, the, probably it is a Mini. <laughs> <laughs> it is neat to go through here. though. the Nissan Murano, one hundred and forty-seven dollars. We've got the Hyundai Kona, one hundred and fifty-four dollars. It really is pretty neat to go through here. So one of the things I did though, Dad. Yes. Coming back to here. So we had the cheapest. Yes. Bunch of Mitsubishi's, bunch of Chevrolets, um, some Kias, etc. Okay. Also the most expensive. So not too much of a surprise. The Porsche Taycan um, is incredibly expensive to maintain in that first year. The BMW N5, uh, Porsche 911. So the Porsches but, at but, but, Porsche Taycan's at 3190. Now I'm I'm assuming um, that all most of that expense is being borne by uh, the manufacturers through warranty and software updates and things like that, and it's not customer dollars being spent. No, because it doesn't say it was customer dollars. Okay, I'm just okay. That's all. <laughs> it does. The title of the thing is not least and most expensive to maintain in customer dollars. No, I get it now. Okay, yeah. I so wonder. I wonder. Title. Yeah, I wonder why that that one is so expensive. I wonder what Porsche has to do or had to do the, that first year. Um, I'm, I'm guessing it had to be mostly software updates. I don't know. There's probably some sort of, I don't know. Anyway, the Porsche Taycan's at $3,190. BMW M5, $1,362. Porsche 911 at $1,329. The Jaguar I-Pace coming in fourth at $1,286. And the Mercedes-Benz AMG GT at $1,253. So, what as, I you did go, so as you go down that list, it's primarily luxury cars luxury vehicles yeah works in luxury vehicles okay yeah lighthouse flame is on from twitch thanks for being here well, Still don't know well what it is, god i hope bit. he's winning his game whatever it is he's playing if he's if he's on call of duty knock him dead not sure that's anyway so what i did dad yes. what i did yeah what i did was as another proxy measured you know we've talked about um extended warranty costs kind of like 
the, yes. the extended warranty companies essentially have actuaries that determine what their costs are going to be for the yes. extended warranty. Yes, so what I course. did was I actually went into AUL, the company we work with, and I was like, yes. cool, if these are so cheap to own, then let's see what a 10-year, 100,000-mile extended warranty would cost. And so I thought that was pretty interesting because like yes. the garage is actually a little bit more expensive than you'd think. It's $1,662. The equipment cross is $1,762. Yeah. That my, my thinking would be is that once they're out of warranty uh, and the factory is no longer paying for any of these maintenance expenses, um, that things start to uh, go and they're relatively expensive to repair at that point in time, which is why the, the cost of the warranty would be more. Yeah, but I don't know if I agree with that. Like parts on a Mitsubishi Mirage are cheap today and they're still going to be cheap in five years, right? Like. There's, and that's why this price is relatively low. I mean, the Chevy Sonic and the Chevrolet Spark. The Sonic is $1,320. The Chevrolet Spark for a 10-year, 100,000-mile extended warranty is $1,220. Kia Sorento, $1,220. Honda Fit, $1,220. So there are still, like, that's a relatively low price compared to what is our measurement of, like, annual service costs, which, again, you're saying are light. But I think there are some that actually kind of illuminate potentially a value here. I'm not saying they are a value, but like potentially a value. Yes. No, I get it. I get it. I mean, it's interesting data. And what's interesting is to see what the 10-year uh, warranty would be for it, extended warranty would be for it. And then what's so even more interesting is, is to see that, you, that AUL doesn't offer them on many of the brands that are the most expensive to maintain. Because their yes, actuaries I, have looked at it and said, we couldn't charge enough that we'd ever be able to make any money at this. Couldn't get a quote for the Porsche Taycan. Could get a quote for the BMW N5. I thought this was a good price. I don't know. I don't know. I have anything really to measure against. But like yeah. the BMW annual costs from this, this uh, we, we purpose, we decide, what the heck was it called again? We something? We, where was it? We Pops? predict. It was on here. We predict. We predict. Thank you. Yeah. Was... $1,362 for the BMW M5, a 10-year, 100,000-mile extended warranty, is $6,470. And, and I will tell you, I think that's cheap for a BMW M5 because, truth be told, most people that have an M5, well, they don't drive it like a Mitsubishi Mirage. The, the Mercedes-Benz G-Class, uh, $6,470. Pops, look at these numbers on the Chevrolet Corvette. $2,650 for a 10-year, 100,000-mile Ram 3500, which has a pretty expensive first year of ownership. Yes. The Ram 3500 for 10 years, 100,000 miles, $2,108. So I actually think when I was looking at this, and again, quotes will vary when you like, we actually have a video we back in the day live called endurance warranty to get a, uh, to get a quote from them. <laughs> yes, and then you're probably still receiving had. calls from them. Yeah. I am, I am, yeah, I am. Yeah. But anyway, long long story short, um, I think there's like an interesting way to kind of measure how expensive is a car going to be to own just from some of these pieces of data, like the we predict data, which might be light, and then also seeing what the warranty cost is. It's like very yeah. interesting to see. I, I think the extended warranty costs um, uh, offer greater illumination as to what future costs may be to maintain a vehicle. Because, you know, obviously the warranty companies have taken a look at what their expense structure is when they when they do an extended warranty on these type of vehicles. So they have a really better understanding as to what they're going to be looking at as far as future costs are. 
and that's why I wouldn't be surprised if we see pretty substantial price increases on um, vehicle service contracts and extended warranties moving forward because parts prices are increasing and you know like there's a yes. shortage of that. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if we see extended warranty prices increasing as well. Probably. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. All right, Pops, let's switch gears. We had a question come in on the YAA community. Okay. Yes. And this was one that I wanted to run by you, which was, should I wait till 2022? So let me zoom in here for you. Why? <laughs> you need the big truck. All right, let's read out Doug's comment. I'll read out the comments that are already here, Pops, then we'll get your take, okay? Okay. Doug says, I'm in the process of buying a used Ram 3500 or Ford F350. My out-the-door budget would be $50,000 and would like to stay under 100,000 miles in mileage. I have no trade-in. We'll have $32,500 in cash. would like to finance the rest and we'll get approval through my bank. Prices are all caps insane now. Do you think I should ride this out and see what February to March of next year brings? I don't need to have a vehicle until May of 2022. Got it, Pops? Got it. Michael, another community member, says, probably no one can give you a clear answer as that would involve predicting the future. However, there is a lot of reason to speculate that prices will be higher through much of 22, uh, 2022 and possibly longer. That was my calculation, and I pulled the trigger on a car two weeks ago. I had a used car to sell, so I was able to take advantage of the high prices there, mitigating some of the high costs, but that doesn't apply to you. Space says... Ford has been competitive with their pricing of their Super Duty trucks as long as you can place a retail order. It should not be difficult to source a discount of 3% under invoice before rebates. And since you are looking to take the, since you are looking to take delivery in May 2022, waiting for your unit to be produced should not be an issue. At that price, I would go ahead and order the truck just like you want it and would secure your best financing through a credit union. Waiting into late 2022 will probably introduce increased MSRPs, which still, while still seeing the same supply shortage and high prices of, for vehicles on the lot well until the end of the year. So interesting take from space. And Phil in here pops saying, the used car market is insane. No matter what used car you buy, it will be overpriced. If you don't have to buy it now, I would not. You would be throwing away a lot, $32,000 you worked hard to save, only to go after the market, um, to only, only to go, go away, market cracks, and you suffer accelerated depreciation in a couple of years. Now, obviously, known as a crystal ball, and knows for sure when the acceleration, accelerated depreciation will happen, but it is likely. With all that said, the market doesn't appear to be getting better anytime soon, and I have no idea what May of next year will bring. Used car prices, in fact, rise even further during that time. I think that if you can find an awesome deal on something today that would minimize the higher prices and you might want to pull a trigger and then uh, Phil suggests using our email templates to get quotes. And my comment was that you're going to talk about it. So pops. Yes. Wait until 2022 or if I'm good until May, what do I do? Um, I, I kind of like spaces concept of actually ordering a vehicle um, as opposed to looking at pre-owned vehicles with upwards of 100,000 miles on them and paying upwards of $50,000 out the door for something like that. Um, part of the problem, as we know it today, is that there is a shortage of new cars, which has led to a shortage of used cars. And that isn't going to be corrected to any great degree anytime soon. So I don't think that we will suddenly see a tremendous influx of used heavy-duty pickup trucks. It's just, 
we're not going to see a huge influx of pre-owned cars, period, um, probably for the next 12 to 18 months, simply because manufacturers are are admitting that they are not in a position to be able to produce the requisite number of new cars and trucks that they that they normally would. So as long as that new car shortage continues, that's going to create uh, an, an even bigger strain on used cars. Because if if we're, I think on an annualized basis, looking at selling about thirteen and a half to fourteen million cars this year when originally the prediction was probably around 17 million. Well, two years from now or three years from now or even a year from now, uh, that means that there's not going to be as many cars traded in because there weren't as many cars sold. People are going to hold on to what they have longer. um, And so values are just going to continue to go up. So if it were me, I would either order a new truck or if I could find something that fit the parameters, but with slightly lower miles than what he's talking about, I would say do it today because it's, as as I've been saying probably for the last month or so, it's going to be cheaper today than it is tomorrow. There isn't anything that I see on the horizon other than perhaps a recession that that will force prices to go down. So, um, and and I don't really see a recession. I, I, I see inflation, but I don't see a recession. So if it were me, either go with a brand new truck, order it, have them order it now, let them know that obviously you're willing to wait till May if need be in order to uh, acquire the vehicle. And it might take that long to actually get it built and shipped. Or if you can find a quality used one that fits your budget, Go ahead, bite the bullet, and, and and pull the trigger and move forward. So one concern I have with ordering is what model you're going to get. Are you going to order a 2021 and then get hit with later no, on in the year? No, he can't order a 2021. He'll be he'll order a 2022 simply yeah. because they're not building 2021s anymore. Yeah, they've yeah. already switched their production capacity over to 2022. They might be finishing up the 2021s that have been sitting and waiting for chips. But they are whatever they're building at this point, they're building 2022s. They are not building 2021s. Yep, yep. Sorry. And I think what I'm what I'm trying to get at is lock in your price because the MSRP might change on that regardless. Um, so you're gonna make an order for a 2022, but lock in, get the signed buyer's order, get everything squared away because the MSRP on that vehicle might change. And if it does actually, even if you have a signed buyer's order, that still might come back to, to you as a customer. That's one oh. thing to be aware of. Well, yeah, trust me when I tell you that, that any any price for a new vehicle, uh, an ordered vehicle, is there's going to be the caveat of this is the price assuming that the MSRP remains the same. If the manufacturer increases the MSRP, whatever that is, it's going to be passed on to you as the customer. Which we uh, expect. That, yeah, but that's the way the dealership would do it. Um you know, because they can't guarantee what the MSRP is going to be. Now, do I think MSRPs um, during the course of a model year run are going to go up several thousand dollars? Probably not. They could go up several hundred dollars to perhaps a thousand dollars, but I've never seen them go up several thousand dollars during the course of a, of a model run. Yep. All right. Well, there you go. So back on the community forum for Doug. 
That's the take from my dad. Sounds like he's agreeing with space here. Um, go ahead and place an order if you can. Take advantage of that uh, while you can. Yes, I, I think so. And pops in the chat here. We've got a question from David back over on Facebook. Are the GM trucks built in waiting for chips being rebranded as 2022s? They are not. Once the VIN is assigned, it can't be changed. And and the 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 VIN indicates the model year of the vehicle. So, no, if it was built as a 2021, it can't be rebranded as a 2022. Absolutely, absolutely. And also back on Twitch, we've got Tata Hunter. Tata Hunter. I don't know how to. I'm sorry. Um, it seems crazy to budget $50,000 for a used truck with 100,000 miles. Might as well get a new one with that budget. And I think that's exactly what we're saying here. But also, we saw in the community forum earlier today, Pops, I'll, I'll pull it up here in just a second. Someone who had, I think it was a 2019, I forget what they traded in, but they bought a brand new one of the same make and model for $1,800 more out the door. That's like, crazy. In for a moment. Yeah, that 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 is crazy. Um, but that's a dealer that's saying to themselves, I'll pay whatever I have to pay to get that used vehicle in here because I'm pretty sure I'll be able to make a killing on that used vehicle. Yeah, vamp for a second. I'm going to find that and pull that up. <laughs> okay. I found uh, it. I found it. I found very it. good. I'm Because my second was uh, was up. What can I tell you? I, apparently, right, I need to vamp that. some more. It was um, it was in here. Alex B., thanks so much. I didn't really plan on doing this today, but as I told my wife, funny thing happened on my way to the store. <laughs> the appraisals were $26,146 from Carvana, Vroom at $27,597, CarMax at $27,400. The dealer was at $27,600. MSRP on the new vehicle he was buying was $29,189. And this wow. was... Yeah, 2019 Toyota Camry SE. So it was what, like a $1,800 difference plus title tags and yeah, all that well, fun stuff. Yeah, it, so it, it wasn't it, out before. But I mean, that's that's crazy. Yes, that that really is. And um, I I briefly th thought I saw there that the Camry that he was trading only has seventy thousand miles on it. So it it is it is to quote somebody else's words it is insane what the pricing of these vehicles are right now it is just insane it it it, it it's not normal Definitely. Kenny Brady says, do you discuss Tesla at all? No, we don't, Kenny. Not that often. If you know anyone on YouTube or on social media who does, I'm interested in talking to them. Um, so if, if you anyone out there has like a Tesla person or an electric car person that they know and love, uh, let me know in the chat or uh, Instagram DM me or tell me because I'd like to talk to them. Uh, yeah, we, we would we would love to get somebody somebody on the program that that has uh, expertise in a tesla that that you know i i will freely admit i don't have it so you know i i know people out there think i badmouth elon musk and tesla um the only thing i badmouth about them is i i don't think we get accurate numbers as to how many vehicles they sell in a month or a quarter but you know that, that obviously no, they're selling cars. Anyone, we don't get that from anyone. Yeah, but but they're selling cars, and people out there like the cars. So let's. Yeah, I would love to have somebody on that has that expertise. Yes, yes, we got uh, K Dogs Drums. Yeah, buddy, over on Twitch. Thanks for being here. Yes, yeah, buddy. All right, pops. It's about that time. We're gonna do it. Does it sound good to you? Yeah. 
Really? You, you gotta, gotta be, be kidding, kidding me. me. So I was searching the internet and I found back over on Jalopnik. They've got a lot of crazy stuff on Jalopnik. Also, yes. big Amazon ads. But anyway, yeah. TikTok star starts 100 mile per hour car chase for quote fun. 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 So, pops, here's the story. Um, it was down here. According to footage released by the Florida Highway Patrol, the 18-year-old social media star, Damari Makula, um, lined up at an intersection in a gray Dodge Challenger. He then did a burnout before speeding through a red light. But as the footage shows, when he pulled the reckless move, he was stopped just ahead of a Florida Highway Patrol car. Naturally, the squad car pursued the TikTok star, sounding its sirens and flashing its lights. I mean, he like so in the clip here, you can literally see this is the cop. Yeah. That's him. That's a red light. Fascinating decision making. Then we have the quote from the Fox News article. While en route to jail and after being read his Miranda rights, Trooper Say Makula told him he was the only person in the car and knew the trooper was trying to pull him over, but thought it would be okay to speed away if he got away with it. Makula told troopers in his mind he is young, makes a lot of money, and has a fast car, and he can do whatever he wants. Troopers say he later admitted that was foolish way of thinking and not a good way to live. Makula added that he wanted to do something fun for three seconds, and it cost him. I did hear, though, Pops, he got a heck of a lot of views over on the TikTok. Are you up for doing something similar? Um, no. Can I say? Can I can I say I you know I don't really know what TikTok is. And and you know that I believe in my heart of hearts that social social media is not social, it's antisocial. And and it's probably in my mind the worst invention of humankind. Um and and to, to take words. well, whatever. And, and to and for an 18-year-old to become a social media star, an influencer, because he's on TikTok and he can make a ton of money and then think like a moron and go, yeah, I'm going to go through a red light. I'm going to go as fast as I can. And, you know, why shouldn't I get away with it? I'm an 18 year old who makes a lot of money. Well, that is such a failure, societal failure for this, this young man and our country that, we can't teach people enough common sense to know that there's more important things in life than being a TikTok star, for goodness sake. Do something real with your life. Make a real impact on life. And, and the real impact on life shouldn't be just making stupid-ass videos. Sorry. What? <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, Lighthouse Flame agrees with you. So there you go. I'm glad Lighthouse Flame does. I think that's, I, hey, I think you should be on TikTok and I think you should be more engaged with that audience. But yeah, I see Yoni, Yoni, excuse me, in the chat, a little jelly, Ray. You know, a little jealous. <laughs> you want that two seconds of, uh, uh, or no, joking, two seconds of fun will yeah. cost you a lifetime. I don't know. I, I hear where you're coming from, Pops, but I think, I think, like anything. The moment you dig in a little bit deeper, there's always something there. And I think you've got a very surface level perspective of TikTok. So that's all. What's there? Tell me what's there. A lot what? of dancing videos. The algorithm. No, forget the dancing videos. All forget, day. Forget, what, what's there that, that, that would take someone to say, what the hell? I'm going to speed through a red light and see how fast I can go. That's good content, Dad. 
yeah, that, that, yeah, you're right. That's valuable content. That, 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 that's the stuff I would need to see on a daily basis, just so I know I'm, I'm living right. Yeah, get that. It's good. It's good. It's really content. Really, Zach, you gotta be kidding me. All right, I put my TikTok in the chat, so if you want to follow me on TikTok, I'd appreciate it. Uh, I won't be speeding through any red lights. I will be speeding out of here, though, Pops. I appreciate your time, as always. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Daily News You Can Use. And, Dad, tomorrow, you got to tell me. If you don't like the data, you got to text me earlier in the day, okay? I love the data. I just, I, I'm just not sure about the data. But, you know, the statistics don't lie. That's not so. Uh, you can make statistics say whatever you want them to say. Does my data get the stamp of approval? Um, your data does, but we predict does not. <laughs> See you, Bob's. I love you. I'll talk to you later, handsome. Love you too. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.